Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we'll be reflecting on the theme of the importance of breath and spiritual practice. And the story that we'll be discussing this theme is called The Rivalry of the Faculties. And it comes from the book Wise Tales from the East, compiled by Uri Kaplan. Here is how the story goes. One day, the sense faculties started quarreling with one another. Each of them thought it was superior to the others. Speech, hearing, smell, breath, and thought all boasted of their higher significances. Finally, they decided to ask their creator who was the best among them. And sure enough, the creator found a quick way to solve their dilemma. He by whose departure the body suffers the most. He's the most superior, he proclaimed. Upon hearing these words, the tongue decided to leave the body. It stayed away for an entire year. And when it returned, it asked the other faculties how they managed without it. Well, it wasn't easy to live without speaking, they admitted, but we managed. The ears departed next. They were gone for two whole years. But when they returned, the other faculties were doing just fine. It was difficult to live without hearing, they said, but we managed. The same occurred when the nose left and returned after three years. The other faculties managed to live without smelling. But it was harder when the mind left. Once it finally returned, after four years away, the other faculties confessed. We lived like a small child whose mind had not yet formed. It was quite difficult to live without thought. But we managed. Last of all, the breath was preparing to depart. But before it was able to leave, the other faculties gathered up and begged it to stay. Sorry, but we won't be able to manage without you, they confessed. We are all grounded in you, they pleaded. Please stay. And that is the reason we always return to the breath. This story is particularly interesting to people like myself who, in their meditation practice, often turn to the breath as a form of grounding. And when you do that, you'll, you often wonder, is the breath really the right thing for me to focus on? There is a loving kindness meditation. There is walking meditation. There are also many meditations that involve contemplating the different realities of life, such as the different features of our body or contemplating 
the reality of death, which is always upon us. But there's something very magnetic about the breath and the fact that it is very much the basis upon which our life is built. As reflected on in the story, there is no life without breath, and it's when we stop breathing that we know that we are no longer alive. And throughout the years, I've read many texts and many explanations as to why the breath is so important when it comes to meditation and the practice of Buddhist mindfulness in general. And beyond the fact that it's life-giving, it's also very symbolic of the very nature of life, of how things come and go, things rise and fall, that everything is cyclical. And the breath is a really good metaphor for this. And just by breathing in and out, we're able to allow our minds to focus on a subject and then gently let it go. And it's often in very much the same way that we take in a breath and let out a breath that we can truly let go of the multiple burdens that are on our minds, the different worries that we have of the past and the future and even the present. And thus, the breath has become a very important symbol for mindfulness of being present, of being aware of what is happening. And also, what I, another thing I like about the story is how the other senses are quarreling and are trying to find dominance over the breath. It's often talked about in Buddhist stories and philosophy how the senses that we have are not as all-seeing and as accurate as we think. In fact, we often detect things or see things, but if we allow one sense to overpower everything, for example, our hearing, and all we do is focus on the hearing, that isn't an accurate reading of our experience of the world. What I often feel is ultimately, regardless of our senses, there is something within the mind and the spirit that is separate from the senses that experiences things regardless of what the senses pick up and that the senses are nothing but data gathering for us just to ensure survival and to ensure smooth movement through the world. And of course, to transmit information. If we didn't have our hearing, there wouldn't be any way for me to communicate with you through this mic on this podcast. But ultimately, it's the sense of really the facility of the breath that is truly connected to our mind that ties everything together. And sometimes it could be difficult to focus on the breath because it's invisible. There isn't or rather, it feels like there isn't anything tangible to focus on. But what helps me when I'm trying to focus on the breath is to think first and foremost of the fact that it's giving me life, that it's breathing energy inside and outside of me, to use the breath as a metaphor to 
focus in on the things I want to let go of and then gently let them go. And also to gather all of the sense, how the senses essentially support the breath. So all the sensations of the air going through your nose and then your whole body processing the, the oxygen that you're taking in and then letting it all out. And with observation, we can see that breathing is not just something that we do unconsciously or rather just in one part of our body, but it's a full body experience. It's something that our whole body needs to stay nourished. And thus it is something that takes our whole body and our focus can be spread throughout our whole body and not just on the nose or the mouth. And ultimately, even if we don't meditate for very long, especially in moments where we are undergoing a lot of stress or a lot of agony or grief, the breath is an excellent place to return to because it's always there. It's there to remind us that no matter what, as long as we are still breathing, there's still a chance of change that whatever that is happening within us can be focused on and then gently let go. And it is also a reminder that everything that's going on around us will one day pass, just as every single breath passes through us seamlessly as we go about our lives. All in all, the breath, as evidenced in the story and in multiple Buddhist teachings, is a recurring point to develop mindfulness, good insight of how we function as people, but also of how the universe functions as a place of great change where things come and go, where things rise and fall. I hope you enjoyed the story. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a beautiful, safe, and joyful week ahead of you. Until next week.